0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company.
1: This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. Are electric vehicles actually selling? That's the question many of you have been asking for months now. And I'm here to tell you, it's a mixed bag. See, on one hand, electric vehicle sales just passed a significant milestone in the United States, and they're expected to set global records later this year. But as reported by Politico's James Baikalis, the news isn't all good for EVs. And their future may be heavily impacted by upcoming elections in the United States and Europe. So today, we chat with James about the latest EV numbers and why there are still concerns. It's Wednesday, December 6th.
0: So starting in the United States, annual sales of EVs passed 1 million units for the first time, according to Bloomberg NEF. They projected that annual EV sales could eventually end up at 1.2 million by the end of December, which would be 54% higher than last year, a major step in the direction of President Biden's EV goals. And then on the worldwide scale, Bloomberg also had a, a report out on Tuesday that said that global EV sales are projected to reach 14.2 million this year, which would be a 35% jump from last year. And so that's also a, a major milestone for EV sales worldwide.
1: So it sounds like those numbers are a reason for optimism. But at the same time, you report that there is still major deployment and general market issues from a global and domestic perspective. Can you talk about some of these global concerns to start off with?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the Bloomberg report on Tuesday, while it noted these positive sales figures, it noted that national governments and automakers didn't make any new significant commitments towards EVs or targets for EV sales over the course of 2023 after doing so in several previous years. And there was also another report out on Monday from S&P Global Mobility that looked at consumer interest in EVs. And that report noted the percentage of respondents to their survey who were open to acquiring an EV fell from 86% in 2021 to just 67% this year. Uh, So that's a significant drop. And they attributed a lot of that to the affordability of EVs. And they said that the respondents to their survey ranked price as the biggest impediment that discouraged them from purchasing an EV. And that's in part due to high interest rates and supply chain issues that are keeping prices high.
1: And domestically, there's also a concern that new restrictions on the EV tax credit could make sales harder. What are you hearing there?
0: Yes. So the Biden administration just came out with new rules about domestic sourcing for the critical minerals that go into batteries in order to qualify for the EV tax credit. And so solving that price issue that the consumers cited could get even harder in the U.S. because fewer cars are going to be eligible for the EV tax credit starting in January. So a lot of automakers are still evaluating how those new rules are going to affect them based on their supply chains and how much they rely on China to build their vehicles. But we know already a few vehicles that are going to lose qualification for the tax credit in January, including the Ford Mustang Mach-E, which is one of the most popular EV models in the US, and also two trims of the Tesla Model 3 are going to lose half of their tax credit qualification due to some of these domestic sourcing requirements in January.
1: We also know that upcoming elections in the United States and in Europe are throwing the future of EVs into uncertainty. What elections are most relevant here and what kind of consequences could they have for EVs?
0: Right. So 2024 is going to be a major year for deciding the trajectory of EVs going forward. Primarily due to two different elections, the European Parliament elections in June and the US presidential elections in November. The CEO of Stellantis, one of the world's biggest automakers, made some comments last week that drew a lot of eyebrows in the EV industry, noting that the results of those elections could decide the company's EV strategy going forward, given the fact that there's been an increase in backlash against EVs on both sides of the Atlantic, and were opponents of EVs to win those elections, that can make it more difficult for companies to continue to roll out their electric vehicle models.
1: Also, the Federal Trade Commission is investigating ExxonMobil's plan to buy Pioneer Natural Resources, the largest oil and gas deal in years. The FTC asked the companies on Monday for more information on the $59.5 billion acquisition. It's a discretionary step the FTC takes if it has concerns the deal is anti-competitive under U.S. law. Though under the Biden administration, antitrust enforcers have taken a tougher stance on corporate consolidation. The deal would make Exxon the largest oil producer in the Permian Basin in West Texas and in New Mexico. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Katherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
0: Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com renewablefuels renewable fuels.